The following podcast is a proud member of the Blue Collar Roots Network. Find all the shows by visiting bluecollarroots.com. And now, the man who takes the BS out of BS, Bill Spone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Building HVAC Science Podcast. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Want to send me any notes or comments? Send them to bill at truetechtools.com. Our goal here is to create better, more knowledgeable HVAC and building performance technicians by helping the two professions to better understand each other with the ultimate goal, making customers happy in the homes they live in and the buildings they work in. Well, this is a little different tangent for an episode. The title of the episode is What It's Like Working at Kalos with Austin Clocus. Now, I was impressed with Austin Clocus when I first met him on a trip to Kalos Services, which is the Orr Family HVAC mechanical business in Claremont, Florida. I met him a few years ago. He was working at the time as a senior videographer where he had soaked up knowledge from Brian and others and taught himself the skills necessary to fulfill the role to do the videography and the YouTubes. I loved it when he used the phrase, air is stuff, in one of his videos to convey the message that air has mass. I thought that was so cool. I saw him again recently in person at the third annual HVAC school symposium and he continues to mature and grow as a person. I certainly appreciate his young wisdom, and I hope you do too when you listen to this episode. So here we go. Here's Austin. Welcome back to another episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast. Building Science, HVAC, two different topics, but we're going to explore one of them today, and it's going to be HVAC from the eyes, from the perspective of Austin Clocus. Austin, how are you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you. So, Austin, you have a special relationship with a special person that I know, and you work at his company at Kalos Services. Tell us what you do at Kalos. Yeah, so my official title is videographer. I like to say I'm the senior videographer, but really I'm the only one here, so doesn't mean much. But that's my official title. I do a lot outside of that, though, when it comes to just working, riding along with techs every now and then, doing audio maintenance, cleaning out closets, moving things out of trucks. Really, whenever there's an odd job around and I'm not doing anything, they may pull me aside for that. But my official title and what I work mainly in is the videos for HVAC school. Sure. So I'm going to call you senior videographer because I think you earned that title. You do a great job. Great. So where you caught my eye, first, you are a high schooler. So what age are you? I'm 17. I started at Kalos at 16, so the, I've been here for a little over a year. Wow. And you caught my eye when you did a video called Air is Stuff. It was a great video. It was very engaging. Which channel is it on, if people want to watch that? Yeah, it's on HVAC School. HVAC School. Okay, I'll make sure. Make note of that for all you listeners out there. And how did you come up with the idea to do that? What kind of struck you to shoot this video and really like make it a really physical, interactive thing? Mm -hmm. I'd love to take credit for the idea and say I thought of it one day, but really it was Brian who had the initial idea. He had seen my personality after working with me for a year. He knew I was involved in public speaking and teaching and stuff like that. So he thought what would be a great idea to have a high schooler my age teach a relatively simple yet what he believed was a vital concept, the fact that air is stuff. So 
he presented the idea toward me, the fact that air is stuff, and then had me do more research on it during my free time. And eventually that turned into a video looking at the different concepts around that idea. So you are in high school now. What's your prospective graduation date? Yeah, so I'm going to be graduating in May of 2020. So only a few more months now, and then I'm going to be graduating. And you are pretty darn articulate. Does this come naturally, or have you cultivated this? I want to make sure I get this right. For about the past nine years, I've been involved with speech and debate. I've done it both competitively, and I've also taught it to ages coming from 10 years old to the highest age being about 16, who have taught kids doing that. So as I was younger, I never really had that speaking to others down. I was terrified of it. But joining speech and debate leagues and just the encouragement from parents and other people, I cultivated that skill of being able to just communicate. And I really think it's something that every high schooler should be able to do. It's just the, having that ability to communicate effectively. And you said public speaking and teaching. What kind of teaching do you do besides great videos like your stuff? Yeah. So I am a homeschooler, as you're probably aware. What we also do in my family is we do homeschool co-ops, meaning we get together with a bunch of other families who also homeschool. There's a homeschool group about a few miles from where I live. It's Real Life Christian Academy. It's based in a public school location, yet on Wednesdays, they open it up for homeschoolers to take classes there. And I was offered the role of being one of the public speaking teachers because they knew about my experience and they had heard of some of the achievements I had gained. And they were like, hey, would you like to teach public speaking once a week for middle schoolers? And I said, sure. So I've been doing that for the past two years. Every now and then when the opportunity arises, I'll teach debate or public speaking at other various places, um, usually exclusively in homeschool co-ops because it's most often that those kinds of opportunities become available, but I've really enjoyed it. It seems like you fit in naturally now with Kalos, but what was it like going back to say like the first few weeks working there or how did it happen? Did it happen like slowly over time or was it like, hey, here's something to do or what? Yeah. So if you're not aware, my dad, Mike Clocus, also works here at Kalos. He's one of the service managers and I'd been looking for a job at 16 for quite a while now. And he came home one day, he's like, hey, Brian knows that you are good with tech stuff. He was wondering if you wanted to start training to be a videographer. And I said, yeah, I needed a job. It was only about three days after that, that I came in for my first day of work. And I, I remember really, really distinctly, Brian said he was really excited for my time working there. And I I knew he was an interesting guy when I started filming him. He watched the video and said that his man boobs were showing too much. So he wanted to put on an extra shirt to cover them up. And no one had ever said anything quite like that to me, at least in the past part-time jobs I had had. So I knew he was going to be a fun boss. And I'm sure we'll get to talk about that later. But yeah, the first couple of weeks, just getting to know all the guys around the office, me being the youngest, I'm usually the butt of most of the jokes. But I've slowly started to merge into the community here at Kalos, and I'm liking it. Very cool. And you do have a pretty good sense of humor. I mean, I would call it a little dry sense of humor. But Brian said we were supposed to have like a little showdown of dad jokes. Do you have any terrible dad jokes that come to mind or that kind of humor? Oh, yeah. When it comes down to it, I'd been told before that I have this dry sense of humor. And for anyone listening, I do also have my own YouTube channel where I make those kind of jokes. It's called I Kiss Dating Hello. It's a play on 
Joshua Harris's book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. So some dad jokes. I remember I was never able to celebrate Halloween, so I would make a lot of bad Halloween puns. Like, do you know why skeletons are so calm? Because nothing gets under their skin. How do vampires get around on Halloween on blood vessels? I got like a whole book of these, so maybe I'll save them for the rest of the podcast. Okay, we'll just interject them as they come along. So how about what's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle? No idea, but I bet you're going to tell me. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. It's a tire. Wow. Bicycle tire, tricycle tire. That's a good one. Yeah, I thought I had this one in the bag when you wanted to do a dad jokes duel, but. <laughs> I think we should have like more time to practice. Probably, yeah, for yeah, for sure. So you do go out on ride-alongs. Is it mainly for the point of video or are you actually a helper? It varies. Really, I'm kind of there for the intention of making a video. However, I'm always there if they need me to screw in something or hold a ladder or really just do anything they need me to. Again, intentions with making a video, but not all the time do I walk away with a video on a ride-along, especially when you get those calls where nothing really happens. But I like to think that I'm there to help, whether it's to make a video or just to be an extra hand there. How would you characterize the work environment around Kalos? I've been there, I think, once during work hours and actually for a training. This is back in last April. Actually, I probably met you. Maybe. can't remember if I met you or not. Maybe not. You're probably still at school or something. <laughs> so there are multiple trainings done every week, or how does Brian interact and do others interact from like a training perspective at the business? Yeah, I'd say just looking at the idea of work environment, if I were to sum it up in like one sentence, I'd say that we have a lot of fun, but we also know when and how to get work done and how to do it efficiently. So we do have trainings. I know, especially on Monday mornings, Brian will talk with all the techs which we talk with all the techs, gives them some extra training, do a debrief to start the work week. And that always annoys me because the room where they do it in is that's where I work. So I'll get in there early on Monday mornings and they'll be having their meeting and I'll have to sit outside for like 30 to 45 minutes before I can get into work. That always frustrated me, but they do that. And then every now and then there will be some guest speakers who come in and all of that. And most of the time, Brian will have me come in and set up shop and have some filming for those, especially when it's somebody who we don't always have at our disposal to get some advice from or to get some extra training from. That way we can take those talks. And if there were some texts that weren't able to make it to that teaching that day, we can have it to show them. Or if we have their permission, we can take that stuff and use it to make a video of our own for our own channel. So it varies. So as a senior videographer, you also do the video editing too? Yeah, yeah, I will do the filming and then I'll do the editing. I know that I'm the only videographer at the office, so in close proximity, but I know that Brian does have one or two other videographers who live a few states away. So most of the time, whenever videos come along, Brian will usually divvy up the film between me and the other two guys or the other one guy. Not sure how many exactly he has, but 90% of the time, though, if I'm filming it, I'm the one who edits it. And then if Brian has something that he worked on in his studio, he'll either give it to me or one of the other guys. So when you're shooting these videos and editing them, like how much raw footage do you need to make a good video? Like say, for example, just go back to the air stuff video. That one probably was particularly interesting. Huh? Yeah. With videos like that, it depends. If I am doing a video, 
it takes me a lot of takes to get it exactly the way I want it, especially if I'm the one in the video, because I want to make sure that I'm wording everything exactly the way I want it worded. And I also usually make a lot of mistakes, especially because the part that I always love to add extra humor in the videos. So if I see an opportunity for a joke, I'll cut the camera and reshoot it, adding the joke in. So usually I'll end up with a lot of raw footage just because of how many times I've had to reshoot or rephrase or just add another sentence in there, especially with the idea that I like to do a lot of different editing. I know with the era stuff video, I think this is the video where I merged the clip so that there was two of me in the same video. And that was a lot of footage right there. If it's a video with Brian, though, he's a lot more experienced in that sense that he can just get a good quality video in a few takes. So it's really convenient when he gives it to me because it's usually all laid out there. I just have to make some sharper cuts here and there, but it's usually just like one solid clip. There's not a lot of takes and there's not a lot of footage because it's usually a clean clip when he's filming it, just the way he gets it done in a few takes because of how used to speaking on camera in that sense he is. And do you have like a backlog of these to do or how often do you usually end up doing a video edit? It varies depending on how many videos he's got cooking at a certain time. There are times when I have like four videos to work on in two weeks. There's also times when there's really not a lot for me to work on. So I remember it was like four weeks ago, there were no videos for me to do. So Brian just like, well, here's our equipment closet. Have a fun week. You're going to clean this out. And that was my week. But then there's other times, like I said, where I'm always busy. I know right now I've got about three different videos I'm working on for the next two, three weeks. So I'm going to be a little bit busy for a while. So are you self-taught in this video editing? I am. And I think I really like that where Brian, he taught me the idea of good audio quality and he taught me all the important stuff. But when it came down to actually editing a video and using the technology that Brian equipped me with, it was just a lot of YouTube videos and just a lot of Google searches. And I think the great thing about it is a lot of what I was doing was it was more learning as I went. I didn't take two, three weeks of training before I started editing videos. I think Brian was really wise in the sense that he just gave me a video and was like, here you go, work on this. When you don't know how to do something, Google it. And not only were we getting videos efficiently, we were getting videos put out every week, but I was also learning a lot more than if I were to take a few weeks aside to just sit and watch videos. So where do you see this all going? Where is it heading? You got a really big trajectory in front of you, being 17 years old lots of possibilities, maybe just like the next couple of years, what do you see happening? Sure. So I'm not exactly sure at this point. I know college is definitely a big question mark right now. I've gotten accepted to a few colleges and gotten a lot of scholarships here and there. So congratulations. Thank you. That's not out of the equation. I know it's also the question of do I stay and continue working here, which obviously I've got a great boss and I've got a great job, which I've grown to love especially having the ability now where I'm making my own videos on my channel, I kiss dating hello, which I've really enjoyed. So I don't know exactly what's going to be happening in the next few years. There's a lot of question marks there. But the good news is that I don't see myself going in a bad direction because I've got so many outlets of where if one thing fails, there's another opportunity in a different direction. And I know that 
whether I end up staying here at Kalos or I just branch out and put more work into my videos or go to college or whatever I do. I know that there's really no wrong answer. It just depends on what route I want to take. Yeah, it seems like you've done a fantastic job with what life's thrown at you so far. And so your interest in technology, is it mainly digital or do you have an interest in the HVAC technology too? Does that kind of spill over? I've certainly learned a lot about the HVAC industry, especially because now that I'm starting to do some videos of myself, it requires some research and all of that. And just having meetings where I'm filming teachings and stuff, of course, I'm going to pick some things up. But I really think right now what I'm most interested in and what I'm learning the most is the digital aspect and the idea of video production. And again, I think it's great that I'm picking some stuff here and there, but really I'm prioritizing video production when it comes to where am I going to grow my experience and skill set. It seems like it's pretty high demand when you are just in general for what you've done with that. Yeah. So you can be around for the HVAC school training event at the end of January, first part of February. I know I'm going to be around for that. I'm not sure if I'm going to be involved with that at all or do that. I'm actually not quite sure what that is. So Okay. Brian's bringing in some speakers on the 31st of January, 1st of February, right before the HR Expo, which is in Orlando. So this is a plug too for anyone else listening. But maybe I could ask you to apply a little creativity and come up with a name for the event. I've just been calling it the event when I've been referring to it, but that really doesn't do it justice. So you don't have to do this immediately, but spend a couple minutes thinking about what would be a great name for that. There's going to be a variety of speakers coming in from around the country, and I think about 100 or 200 attendees. I can't remember what the number is, but, and we're going to descend upon Kalos facility. So. <laughs> wow. Well, then I'm sure I will be there. See, he just hasn't told you yet. <laughs> yeah, probably not. And then this is a question. It might be derailing the topic, but is it called HVAC or HVAC? Because I've heard it both ways and I've always been too embarrassed to ask because. I think HVAC is pretty common and HVAC is just, they're both pretty common. I can't say one is right or wrong. Just got to know what each one of the letters stand for. That's all <laughs> That's all we're going to charge you with. Because you're working at a service company like Kalos, you don't want to walk around asking what a compressor is. So this is a good time for me to ask these questions. But Yeah, you'll be shamed if you do. Exactly. So they'll probably take you over to want to make you tear it apart and rebuild it. That's what they'll do. Or carry it, something like that. Exactly. Haul it from a truck to a dock or something like that without <laughs> using a lift. There you go. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You're an amazing young man. Give you a lot of credit for what you've done and your great humor, your great ability to speak. I think you're going to go really far. Any closing thoughts for all the people? Probably everyone who's listening to this is going to be older than you. So this is going to be like kind of looking from the other direction. What advice would you give to people looking from the direction of a 17-year-old in the building performance HVAC area or even in just like how you've managed your life so far, life advice from a young man. First off, my parents would probably be mad at me if I didn't say that some of the credit to how I turned out is from them. So got to sell that out real quick. But advice, let me think, because if this is going to be my only chance to tell everybody some good advice, first off, I give great dating advice. If y'all, I got to plug my channel a lot because it's very few opportunities that I get a podium like this to talk about it. But anyway, I kiss dating. Hello. That's it. I kiss dating hello, yes. I would probably say that if there was one thing I would tell people, it would be don't take yourself too seriously. And I think that's probably something I've learned from working with people like Brian is the fact that 
you can still be successful and you can still have a good career while still having fun with yourself and not being afraid to make jokes or even make fun of yourself. In fact, that probably makes you more of a likable person. And I think a lot of times the idea of people in business is an intimidating word, but people can change that stereotype if you just don't take yourself so seriously. So that would be what I say. Very cool. And that also goes from the standpoint of when you go into a new situation, think about the fact that just another person, not to demean them or diminish them, but they're another person. They have the same kind of human interactions with the world and came from someplace. They were a baby at one point. Everybody was. <laughs> so True. Very nice. Okay. Well, I want to thank you. just want to do a real quick podcast here with you today, Austin. And it was a lot of fun. And maybe we'll have you back in a couple of years when things have changed and morphed. It's probably going to change more quickly for you than a lot of other people that listen to this too. So that's a real cool thing about being young is where can you go with this? How about you ask me a couple questions? Like maybe what was it like when I was 17? Sure. So uh, what was it like when you were 17? <laughs> hey, that's an original question. I there like you that. go. I took me a second to think of it. Yeah. When I was 17, I was in high school, went to a public high school, and I was actually working at a library putting away books. I was a page, they called us. So people check out books and then they bring them back in and then we take them out in book carts, put them in order. So I know the Dewey Decimal System really well. And then we would just go around through the shelves of the public library and put the books back in order. But one thing I've actually told the story a couple times when I used to take a break, working on the weekends or something like that, I'd take a lunch break. So I go get a bottle of pop because that's some of the people call it where I live. They don't call it soda. Pop, specifically Orange Crush was my favorite. And it was a dime from the soda machine. So think about that, 12 ounces of soda for a dime. And then I grabbed some copies from the magazine room of Popular Science Magazine. And I would go sit outside in the summertime, not in the wintertime, and drink my bottle of pop and read through Popular Science Magazine and think, one day I'd like to be like an editor or a writer for popular science. I'd like to take scientific things and communicate them to people. Really? So that was my dream. And I think, I've, especially with podcasting, a lot of the article writing and teaching and training that I do as part of my job, I've arrived. But it took me a few decades. <laughs> yeah. So did you go to school or like, I mean, like college, but. Yeah. Okay. I went to college for mechanical engineering. Oh, cool. I picked it by doing a survey in a book. I didn't know which career to pursue. So I picked mechanical engineering and- a Survey in a book. Yeah. So it's a book like of how to pick a career. Of course, I worked in a library, a lot of books around me. Yeah, there you go. So I went to the librarian and said, how can I figure out which career I want to take? And it was like, okay, if you like these certain things, you should follow these career paths. Yeah. Have libraries changed much since today's day and age? I don't go to them a lot <laughs> anymore. Maybe that's one thing that's changed. That's changed, I think. But when I do, there's just a lot of digital information now that, that enhances all the books. But it's still really cool to pick a book up off the shelf, to see what's on the spine, to see what's on the cover jackets, and then open it up, crack it open, and see what's inside. There you go. So here's a question, though. I guess this is a double question. But how long has this podcast been going on? And if you're just a regular high school kid like me, where can I go to listen to it? Sure. So my podcast, Building HVAC Science, started in September of 2017. And if you just go to any podcast app and you put in Building HVAC Science, you'll find the podcast. Stitcher, 
Google Music, Apple Podcasts, things like that. Actually, too, and I'm not going to say that, but because I have a device in the room, A-L-E-X-A. If you say A-L-E-X-A, play Building HVAC Science Podcast, it will start and play the latest episode. I don't know how that works, but it does. There you go. That's a helpful tool to use. Good old Alexa. Hopefully that didn't trigger it. No, because I, I have headphones on. You have headphones on? Well, maybe you- But it can hear me from the other room. I know that. <laughs> Man, those government spies get into us, as always. Yeah, they're all over the place. I want to respect your time today, and I got to move on to another meeting in a couple of minutes, but it was really great to talk with you, Austin. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you. And it's been a little while in the making here, but had a lot of fun. Want to stay in touch. Anything you need, any questions you have, I'd be happy to help somebody like you. Happy to help anybody, but especially someone like you, because you have a lot of great potential. So, Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast. Hope you appreciated hearing some of Austin's young wisdom. I also host the Res Talk podcast, where you can learn more about the expanding world of home energy ratings and peripheral topics. Other trade-related resources and influencers include, of course, the HVACR School, Zach Ciotta and HVAC Shop Talk, Stephen Rarden, HVAC Reefer Guy, Tool Pros, Service Business Mastery, Quality HVAC, HVAC Overtime, HVACR videos in Grayson Corbett Lunsford and homediagnosis.tv. And of course, Jim Bergman and all the great things he does on MeasureQuick, the YouTube channel especially. If you want to keep with other things that we find interesting here, you can follow us on Facebook at either Building HVAC Science or True Tech Tools. I want to thank you for listening again and hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be giving you more content shortly on the Building HVAC Science podcast. Take care. Thank you.